Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, I hit. I hit go record on the on the the lazy intro. Go go gadget record. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Well, just gonna leave your destiny going. No, I'm gonna. Okay. Silence. Okay. So, introductions, huh? So this yeah. could be the yeah. one intro we actually get right. Could be. This could be our moment. <laughs> moment to shine. <laughs> How are you going to do it? <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, well, I mean, I guess, you know, there'd be like the whole, hey, I'm Dave. Right. And you're... Jared. Yeah, I get to say I'm Jared Hawkins. Yeah. We do use last names, right? I don't know, do we? Uh, I mean, does Yoda have a last name? No, nah, he's a lot like Prince was, you know. He was, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. good gosh. It took, what, like 30 years before we even learned what his race was? Mm-hmm. Wait, we did learn that, right? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we did. Is it? Do we know it? Well, we know he's, what, 900 years old or something? Uh, I don't know. Is this us establishing that we're geeks? I don't know. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> we're just nerdy about it all. Yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, Although, if you're going to, for me, you're going to have to switch off Star Wars, because, I mean, we I, I like Star Wars, but I don't know. I'm not super into the lore of it. You're not a walking Wikipedia? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. No, I can talk about comics or movies in general, like broad strokes. Okay, so as Even an introduction to our podcast, right? Yeah. Broad strokes. I like that because just us talking. It's misogynist enough for you. Oh, well, no, it it gives you a flavor for what we're capable of because yeah, we're walking, talking pop references, pop culture references. Mm-hmm. Not not those little pop figurines because those yeah. guys are just taking over the world slowly but surely could you imagine walking into somebody's house and they have they're like i have all of them holy crap yeah the properties well uh yeah see the only thing i have all of is the the the, the lego minifigures the last couple series oh yeah oh yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah even the new batman lego ones i spent like 40 minutes in the store now you passed on to your kids the ability to feel through the packages so you don't buy duplicates, right? Yeah, my yeah, my oldest helps me out now. That's that's classic. <laughs> hey, cut the time in half. <laughs> Come on, guy, get in here. Uh-huh. You check that box, I got this box. Here mm-hmm. we go. That's pretty good. Yeah, see, yeah, I mean, comics, movies. Mm-hmm. I don't have seem to have a, I don't have as much time for TV anymore. Um, well, see Therein lies our knowledge because of our age, without giving away our ages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my knowledge goes back before my birth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can go freaking leave it to Beaver, you know. I can go back pretty far. Okay. Um, Dick Van Dyke show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I got it. It's not like you, you like somehow existed before your time. No. It's, it's that... You grew up being exposed to the old stuff. Absolutely. I have a mother mm-hmm. that very much exposed seems like a dirty yeah, word, yeah, but it's like, the right word. It's a proper context. Mm-hmm. She, uh, funny I can't use that word now. <laughs> she uh, introduced me 
to Star Trek, which was... Oh, huh. I thought you were going to say, like, the Golden Girls or... No, 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 no. <laughs> like, oh. No, her, her tastes skewed more <laughs> toward John Wayne movies, mm-hmm. uh, Star Trek, the original series, um... Quite a bit of sci-fi, actually, um, because I spent a lot of time watching, uh, Mm -hmm. as a kid, Quantum Leap. um, Mm. Oh, shoot. Battlestar Galactica. Mm -hmm. You know, the original stuff from the early 80s. Um, Yeah. But no. And also the other thing she she gave me was uh, uh, Roger and Hammerstein movies. Musicals. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, musicals. Um, which you'd think, oh man, that, that sounds like a, uh, a homosexual upbringing. No, not at all. Culture. I just, I, I enjoyed, uh, to this day, I still enjoy Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Mm-hmm. I introduced my wife mm-hmm. to Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Mm-hmm. She was just like, holy crap, what, when is this from? Because this is so, I mean, uh, <laughs> The guys are like throwing the girls over their shoulders and walking off with them, mm-hmm. and she's like, "This is appalling uh, to to yeah. any woman of of any standing, you know, type of thing." Right, a different time. Yeah, well, See, that's the, what I told the, her. The only bride type movie I'm familiar with is Princess Bride. The Princess Bride, I know that, which I will admit is a good flick too. But see, in in terms of cinema, I grew up. Mm. <laughs> I grew up on horror movies. And that and, is where we differ. <laughs> and, and uh, like the 80s action movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, okay. like, I mm. I watched, you know, Cobra and... Yeah. Like, all of the... like all, like. Man, You're not saying that as all, a horror movie, just action flick. Yeah, like, as an action yeah. flick, like, all of the Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, all yep. of the Chuck Norris movies, all of the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, all of the... Death Wish, all of the okay, so yeah, we're we're good. Tango and Cash, you know all those. Tango and Cash was like nineties, man. Well, no, I'm just saying, you know, all the way up through there, I was watching Whoa. action movies. How hot was Terry Hatcher and Tango and Cash? Yeah, I can't think of what's his face now. He's the 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 bad guy character actor. He's on. He's one of those guys, the guys mm. that everybody knows, but nobody knows who he is. But he's the guy that got the duct tape shoved over his mouth, and then Kurt Russell shoved a grenade in his down the front of his pants and kicked him down the stairs. See, my mind immediately, since we're talking about that time frame, goes to uh, Hopkins. Anthony he was like, Hopkins? No, not Anthony. Oh. Uh, <laughs> he was like the bad guy. He was the token bad guy in every B-rated flick, it seemed like, oh, the 80s and 90s. Uh, there's like 20 of those. 20 he, he was He was the Hopkins bad guy from Waterworld. Had the eye patch. Oh. Um, Actually, I believe he passed away. No. Yeah, no, I can't think of his name. Wasn't that Hopkins? You know, he's like, like, uh, like Rudger Hauer. Yes. Like all those guys. Big name oh, from that I time. love Rudger Hauer. Mm-hmm. Blade Runner, Clockwork Orange, all those movies. But the horror movies, I mean, even the bad stuff. Like, I love the bad stuff. I grew up on watching Puppet Master and Critters and Demonic Toys. And Okay, I will share with you. I mean, you. there was the mainstream, you know, Halloween and all that sort of junk. But, yeah, you know, Trick or Treat. Nightmare on Elm Street and Nightmare such. Nightmare on Elm Street, sure. Yeah. Maybe you saw this, maybe you didn't. The one horror film, and I'm thinking this is what turned me off. Okay, I, I have uh, five sisters. Mm-hmm. And the one sister, when she would babysit, she worked at the local theater. Um, and took me to the theater 
once while she was babysitting me. And uh, what was it? Had me watching. Uh, I must have sat through the My Little Pony movie like three times in a row. Mm-hmm. Got old. Mm-hmm. And so uh, some friends of her showed up at the theater and decided, well, you know, since he's bored doing that, let's bring him into this. The name of the movie, and tell me if you know this one, was called The Gate. Man, I love The Gate. The Gate. I have The Gate at home. Okay, so... You want to watch it? We can watch it when we get back. I don't think I could because... All the stop motion weird little ghoul guys. As a little dude... I forget how old I was. It's like an hour I mean, I and 20 minutes long. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't that wee, but it was my first foray into B-rated horror. Yeah, horror movies, yeah. Holy crap, dude. I was scarred for life after watching that movie. Yeah. I was just like, I mean, I, I still remember the part where he's removing the flesh from his face and putting it in the sink, the bathroom sink and stuff, and I'm like, mm. uh, no. I can't watch Man, it. Yeah, now you got me wanting to rewatch The Gate. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole premise of the movie was it referred to one of the seven gates of hell being in the backyard. Right, yeah, being in the backyard of the kids. Of this house. Yeah, the kid's backyard. And this, this house is just, like, completely demonic and mm-hmm. psychos- psychotic crap going on. So... <laughs> Yeah, that was a, that was a B one, and ever since then, I mean, man, and there's so many movies like that. Like I loved Demonic Toys; thought it was hilarious. Baby Oops a Daisy, <laughs> Baby Oops a Daisy, and that movie's got like a revolver and oh yeah, Oops a Daisy, bang bang, you know. See, and I I grew up with a buddy of mine, Phantasm, Phantasm movies. It, it must be a David thing, because <laughs> I grew up with a buddy of mine, David. He um, like walking to school on average three, five city blocks, if not more, to get to school. And he would share with me the entire story of Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Like his backstory, his history, or Jason, or mm-hmm. any of that. I mean, he loved horror movies, slasher movies, mm-hmm. big time. Mm-hmm. And I'd just listen to these, and I'd ask questions, and I'm like, mm, eh, mm-hmm. nah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and it, and it, and it kind of depended. Like, I didn't have any... I didn't have a problem with movies that, like, were bad. It was, it was, like, I had more problems with the A-list movies. Hmm. You know, the sort of triple-A titles. You know, like, I would watch mm-hmm. Puppet Master, and you're like, oh, yeah, sure, the guy's mm-hmm. uh, killing people, and he's embedding their souls in these dolls, which he commands, and they do, they start out not doing bad stuff, but then, like, doing bad stuff. It kind of depends on who's the Puppet Master. Hmm. I gotta go back and rewatch that series, but there's all kinds of cool puppets. I was gonna say, how many movies are there? At least five, right at the top of my head. Mm -hmm. There's at least five. But uh, then you like you would go up to Amityville, like I watched the first Amityville, Mm -hmm. and the demon thing comes out of the basement. I'll I'll never forget the first time. Like I didn't find the movie scary because the demon came up out of the basement, Mm -hmm. and I thought it was creepy all the way up to the point where the demon came out of the basement. And you never saw the demon, it was just the camera. So the camera came up and it was making, you know, like the demonic music was playing and it was drifting around through the house. Hmm. And it was supposed to be like, you know, you're looking through the eyes of the demon as it drifts around this house. And it goes down the hall towards the front door and hanging on the wall is like a crucifix. Mm -hmm. And it's 
drifting down the hall, and as it drifts down the hall, it stops and turns toward the crucifix, and is like, <laughs> you know, like, like it can't get by the crucifix. Mm. So the camera drifts down back into another room mm. because they moved in, and like grabs like grabs a blanket or something off the furniture, and then like goes back down the hall, and then the the sheet goes over the crucifix, and then the demon can go down the hall. So I'm like, okay, wait. So either the visual the visual thing is what the demon can't get over, or the power of Christ cannot penetrate cotton linen. They're like, That's you know, what I was like going to say. What's the so, blanket made out of? Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm done with this one. You know, so mm. then after that, it, it wasn't scary anymore because I was like, well, a sheet defeats the Lord and Savior. What? <laughs> you know, like rock paper I, scissors, rock paper scissors, Jesus sheet, <laughs> scissors cut sheet, sheet defeats Jesus. <laughs> That's right. Well, okay, so. Yeah, no, what I find interesting about that is I always felt that uh, some of the better scary movies were the ones that left more to the imagination. Because, come on, let's face it, your mind... Way better. it, it, it It draws off of all the experiences you've had in life and is like, okay, I'm about to scare the crap out of you. Mm hmm so yeah it's always better when left up to the imagination I think so then when they show the, the bad guy or the evil demon or whatever towards the end of movies it just it loses me wait a minute I just realized something <laughs> we're never gonna get an intro right are we well why well okay so the whole point of this is to let people know about the podcast yeah <laughs> what's well, the this name is the whole of the thing. podcast yeah this is the whole well, yeah but what's the name the of whole, it the whole the <laughs> whole uh, you're not going to get the whole episode right or the whole file or whatever you want to call it right then no but that's cool but I suppose in the end I mean it's really you know that that's proof that it's just going to be a flow of consciousness whatever yes, topic I mean, type deal we're not going to yeah, constrain ourselves literally, literally this is our our premise our it's our MO man it's our, our like Randy. What, what's what's a good word? Podium. Shtick. Shtick. This is our platform. Yeah. Our platform yeah. is that yeah. we have yeah. no platform. Yeah, there's well, there's no form. Right. We're we're very free flowing. Um, no form. No class. I don't know. No class. Really? Yeah. No class. We have a touch of class, but the problem is, is um, I'm too. It's too much work to. Continue on with the class. I mean, at some point, I, I feel yeah. like I have to change my voice to, oh. to keep my class, <laughs> and I can't do that. Well, I mean, we could. Work. Why not? We could do that. We. Oh, I could try to do a whole hour that way. I could do the whole podcast in Stitch's voice. <laughs> the sti- for all I care. Yeah, it would have to be like stuffy Englishman hour. Oh, that, you know? okay. Well, all a Family Guy. <laughs> long tooth, long tooth guy that ruins everything. <laughs> yeah, no, we probably could do that. Man, I tell you what, we could do an entire show on just Family Guy because mm-hmm. more tidbits TV into us. We travel for a living, mm-hmm. and uh, without Family Guy. TBS in particular, mm-hmm. running that crap in syndication, uh, mm-hmm. I would have lost my sanity years ago. Years yeah. ago. Because um, 
that has helped keep me sane on the road. I need a good laugh, especially after dealing with what we deal with day in and day out. So, oh, man, you gotta you gotta watch IT Crowd too. I do not too like IT Crowd to the sequel, well. but also yeah. TLO. <laughs> oh, IT okay. Crowd. You need to watch IT Crowd. Mm-hmm. That one's funny. You need to watch Better Off Ted. Better that off one's Ted. funny. I think I've seen that one. And, you know, Family Guy and, yep. you know, just, just those those types of shows are good. The Office. Mm-hmm. It's funny because my wife and I enjoy watching, um, oh, Chicken. Robot Chicken. Robot Chicken. Yeah, yeah Robot Chicken is good. I don't know, Breckenmeyer has something special chicken. there. <clears throat> I wish they'd bring back, I want to see the old uh, MTV's Liquid Television. Oh I my to re-air gosh, that stuff, you remember man. Deathmatch? Yeah, I remember Deathmatch. That was awesome. Like, oh. I don't remember what half the skits were called. There was the puppet lady that was like puppets. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. can't think of what her name was. There was Dog Boy. Yep. That was always just weird. Yep. I didn't enjoy that one so much. But they, they, they had the old Bill Plimpton animations on there. Mm-hmm. They had, yeah. I mean, man. Yeah, but, you know, it's funny... We talk about all that so fondly, and, and looking mm-hmm. back on it, it's uh, reality TV and things totally destroyed MTV. Oh, yeah, it did. The M in that TV, television, stands for what? Meh. Music. Oh, I thought you meant now. <laughs> like <laughs> back now, then, yeah. it stands for meh. Meh. Uh, but see, I wouldn't necessarily say that it, it was those great animations that brought it down. No, the great animation didn't bring it down because they aired them at like midnight. Yeah, it was it was late. late it wasn't right? prime time. No. Now they if they play music, they play it at midnight, and all the prime time stuff is. Oh my gosh, I don't even know what it is now. Yeah. I don't think it's rubbish. I don't. I don't know what it, I do not. I have. Oh, no you know what I think it is? What... It's scripted reality. Okay. Yeah, they got I think scripted that's reality. what it is now. Um, I would know that because of uh, having teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know any of this stuff? I don't even think. Yeah, I don't even think my kids watch MTV. I don't know how that channel is still around. Honestly, no, I don't. Well, you know, I mean, we could. You but, know, I mean, we could talk. Like, you got movies and TVs, comic books, comic books. For I days. do. I did a bit of Marvel for a long time. Uh-huh. I did Marvel, but I've always, I've always been Image, though. I mean, as long, as far back as I can remember, Image and Humanoids. I, humanoids, humanoid publishing. Yeah, I think I started out DC mostly because of Linda Carter's Wonder Woman, Adam West's Batman, mm-hmm. and uh, Super Friends, the cartoon. Mayor Adam West. Mayor Adam West. Nobody yes. messes with Adam Wee. <laughs> I love it. Need more pieces for my light bright. Yes. Yeah, the, he is good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Adam I know what you mean. West, Adam West. You know. The, uh, <laughs> Adam West. Now I'm remembering all of his one-liners. He's running out of stab in the ocean. Oh, he's so great. <laughs> Taking payback. Stab, stab. Yeah, he's so good. But no, I I, I was always, uh, mostly because of Super Friends, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Wonder Twin Powers Unite. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Solomon Grundy, Want Pants 2. Huh. Well, that was... That was. <laughs> Yeah. On the, the, the spoofy thing. Uh, but, no, and I mean, children of the 80s, I think we can claim that. Um, 
Which yeah. means most of the most of the cartoons we grew up on mm-hmm. was anime. I don't know how many people. I don't, know. I don't know how many people you have to point that out to. Yeah. If you watch Thundercats, yeah. Voltron, any of that stuff. Thundercats. I mean, I see Voltron. I was big into yeah, Voltron. That stuff was Thundercats. All, that stuff was all anime, whether it was Americanized He-Man. or or not. He Man, Transformers, GI Joe, GI Joe, Real the American hero. Yep. <clears throat> Dude, uh, we could go on for days. I mean, some uh, of the some of the weird Disney ones like Shirt Tales. Yeah, Shirt Tales. I don't mean, know about Shirt Tales. I had a popple. Mm-hmm. Well, the my blue one. sister had a popple, but yeah. I had a blue one. Yeah. My sister had the pink one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, I never had a popple. Um, oh, yeah, man. <clears throat> you know, and then all that pop culture crap that came... From that Garbage Pail Kids yep, with uh, yep. uh, Cabbage Patch Kids. kids. Yeah, love the Garbage Pail Kids. But no, uh, and I'm I'm a bit of a conundrum to most people because uh, I follow sports and uh-huh. I, I retain all that uh-huh. stuff. Well, see, that's good then because I don't sports. And yeah, and I played sports, well, so most people it. are like, you, you're. Jock, you look like a jock, but you're not. Because I wasn't the typical, you know, I wouldn't throw everything into it. Natural abilities being what they were, um, I didn't put all my time into that. I was busy reading my comic books and, and freaking mm-hmm. J.R.R. Tolkien or whatever, you know, reading mm-hmm. some good literature. I thought you were going <clears> to <throat> talk like WWE's J.R. Oh, dear. That's a slobber knock. No, back when it was WWF. Let's get yeah, that WWF. clear. Mm-hmm. WWF stood for World Wrestling Federation, right. not World Wildlife Federation, Federation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Fund. I, yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know how they. I don't know how they lost out to that. How they? What proved are you going to do? Are you going to attack? Uh, no, not at all. And see, that's what I no, think not I like about this too. Oh no, go ahead. Re- no, I'm saying the wrestling. Federation, what are they going to do? Are they going to go in and, you know, body slam the pandas? Yeah. No. No. Yeah, so Woo! I guess they just gave it up. <laughs> Rick Flair, you. Yeah. But, no, that that is one thing that I think is cool about the way we discuss things as well. We never do it with malice, you know. No. We might joke about how something annoys us, but I'm never going to openly hate on something. You know, I don't know. Maybe not too extreme. <clears throat> maybe all right. Maybe a little. Maybe a little bit. We'll see. I don't know. We're but, not going to be very political on this show. No, count on no, that. no. We're not, too lazy to discuss that. I don't that. care. I don't care about all that stuff. I mm-hmm. don't, and I don't like beating up art or other people's endeavors. So Mm-mm. if I don't like something, I'll probably just shut up about it. And I'll tell you right now, uh, topics aren't going to be too taboo, but we're not going to we're not going to try to approach it in a disrespectful way. Like if somebody brings up religion, mm-hmm. I'm very open when it comes to religion. Yeah, I believe everybody should worship, you know, the way they want to. Whatever. If, if you got if you got, got a head of lettuce that has been in your fridge since 1983. Mm-hmm. And it's still crisp and green, and you believe that it's been touched by a higher power, and you pray to it. Mm-hmm. You got a little mat like out in front of your refrigerator. Mm-hmm. All right, man, you believe in something that's more than some people. <laughs> so yeah. hey, who am I to judge? Yeah, 
So I'm very open that way. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't really ascribe to it. I would probably be more of an atheist than I suppose anything else. And because I don't, I don't believe in any of that. Mm-hmm. The man in the cloud stuff. I'll just say the man in the cloud stuff. That Regardless works. of yeah, of, of of religion, they a lot of them, you know, have a man in the clouds, mm-hmm. and if that's what they're into. Great. Yeah, I don't care. It's fine. And see, that, it doesn't hurt anybody. So no, by all means, have no. at it. Yeah, that's one that does hurt somebody, and. Uh, it's it's like you claim to be Christian, but you're in no way, shape, or form following uh, his example because you're being a tool bag. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, sometimes that ain't, people that ain't, can be tool bags. Including myself, sometimes I can be a tool bag. Yeah, but... Mm. You know, but it's... I don't know how often we'll get into the human condition on this show. <laughs> I don't <laughs> but know. But that's part of life. Yeah, it's a whole idea to just talk about comics. Mm-hmm. You know, and well, then we'll just be talking about um, hand-drawn soap operas. That's yeah. all they really are. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I know. I've exactly. read the yeah, X Men through the eighties and nineties. I know. <laughs> you know <laughs> that it's a soap it's, opera. Well, a lot of them are. You know, can follow that, well, and that do. that may be. And you know, uh, when we're not busy saving the world, we're back at the mansion, Rick, freaking sleeping with each other. Oh, uh, was it Rick? I think it was Rick Burchett. Mm. I want to say. It might have been Phil Hester. Okay. Was it Kansas City Comic Con? I can't remember. Mm-hmm. In a panel with Kyle Strom. And somebody said, well, you, you've been primarily doing mm. a lot of your own stuff. You're a creator on comics. Mm-hmm. If given the chance, would you like to write a, a, like a mainstream character like Batman or Superman? And his answer was, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, well, why is that? And his reply, and I think, and and, and the more I thought about it, the more I realized that that's why I don't read these characters anymore. Mm -hmm. I read Superman and I read Batman. Mm -hmm. Uh, Batman wins. And they are really good characters Mm -hmm. in that, uh, you know, they're, they're an excellent, you know, like psychological studies, sure. you know, uh, to look at. But what he said They're Americana, I mean, shoot. was, <clears throat> no, I would not want to write them mm-hmm. because a lot of, he said, a lot of people better than me have written them. <clears throat> so okay. he said, the way that it works for me, though, is that when it comes to a character, you should read the stories about them that appeal to you. Mm-hmm. You then, in your mind, form your own idea mm-hmm. of who this character is. And at that point, you're done. And I was like, that actually makes perfect sense because like, I read Superman comics. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, they got boring. And I realized it's because I read up to the point where I have my own idea of Superman and who he is now. Mm-hmm. And so, if I continue to read it, I'm just reading more of the same stories about this character, and it doesn't. And, and they don't. They don't emotionally. You know, they resonate. don't have the emotional impact or yeah. you know resonate mm-hmm. anymore because I'm already there. And he said, "So my idea of Superman mm-hmm. already exists, so I don't need to write it." He's like, "If I had an idea about Superman who has a character." Mm-hmm. 
you know, I could I could I could write and and present a new aspect of this character, then maybe I would. Right. But my ideal Superman stories have all already been written. Okay. I, so, I, so I don't want to. So his he, not he, even argument, but point is yeah, his that point is since it has established canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to be constricted or tied up by that canon. I, I mean, you you look at some of the stuff that, uh, oh shoot, Jim Lee drew it. Jeff Loeb wrote it. You look at some of the stuff that he did with Batman, uh, like the Hush story arc. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. Batman had been around for, he was, he was very near... Uh, to 70 years, I think, by that point, when Hush was written. Mm-hmm. He had to have been like 66 years old or something. Yeah. And along comes Jeff Loeb, very established character. Everybody knows his story. Right. I mean, you say Batman, immediately you go to this tortured, broken, whack mm-hmm. job that has a lot of money because he right. saw his parents killed in front of him. Mm-hmm. If you can't tell, I'm not a huge Batman fan, but... All the respect in the world to Jeff Loeb for for going back, messing with the history, and introducing a, a, a character that had never been mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And not so much rewriting history or the way this character thinks, but introducing somebody in a way that affected him in the present. You know, the present day. Mm-hmm. That was some brilliant writing. Beautiful artwork by Jim Lee. Some of his, some of his best, mm-hmm. uh, as far as DC goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't pinhole that man's work, but yeah, I mean, I I loved it. It gave you everything. It gave you the Superman versus Batman. It gave you uh, Batman versus almost every rogue in his, you know, yeah, that he could possibly face, type of thing. Mm-hmm. And but just beautifully written. And uh, yeah, I thoroughly it. enjoyed it. Yeah. But no, yeah, I, I see where he's coming from with his yeah. statement because you read him and it does, it becomes very formulaic because... Mm-hmm. Superman's not going to punch Lex Luthor's head off. He's just going to put him in jail for the 900th time. And yet some of the best stories have come from like what if alternate Earths mm-hmm. or something like that where he's done that. Well, yeah, because that that's why they're yeah. because it's it's not the it's same so old. out of character. Yeah, it's not um, the same. Old. Like the game Injustice, Injustice Two's getting ready to drop here pretty soon. Whole premise of that is uh, the Joker set off a bomb in Metropolis, mm-hmm. killing Lois Lane and I believe uh, Superman's unborn child that was in her, mm-hmm. and he goes, he loses his mind and. Punches a hole through his chest. I think rips his heart out or something. Yeah, kills the Joker. And it's like, well, why are you going to put him in Arkham Asylum? He's just going to escape again, which has been questioned. I don't know how many times. Arkham mm-hmm. Asylum in the game, it was even questioned. Yeah, oh, did we yeah, mention that like we talked about games as well? They just take. <laughs> yeah, they just. T- it's it's like Arkham Asylum is like okay, we're going to take all these really really big bad guys and we're going to stick them on this island over here, mm-hmm. and then we're just going to turn. Like a colander upside down on top of them. It's like like a sieve. They just filter right back out. You're supposed to have doctors in there that are trying to rehabilitate their minds, but they're all we all know how that. Yeah, they all all wind up minions of the Joker. Oh, Harley Quinn, right? Yeah. 
But no, yeah, we do. We're also gamers. <clears throat> yeah. We failed to mention that. I have no idea how. Everywhere nope. I go, I have my PS4 with me. So yep, same deal. It's a big thing for me. Um, not a huge Microsoft fan. Uh, don't really care for Xbox. I tried it out back in the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, could not get behind Halo. Didn't really care for it. I'm not. I was never a big fan of the first-person shooters uh, to where it was like Doom or Wolfenstein. And I think the thing that bothered me the most is you could see the barrel of your gun yeah, and to pick up your ammo. And I get it was restricted by mm-hmm. animation of the day, so to speak. Right. But to grab your ammo, all you had to do was run over it and back up and and there you were, you know. Yeah. Not a big fan. No. And that's kind of what Nothing Halo like Destiny. Like. Nothing like Destiny where you've got the barrel of your gun and you run around and you step on ammo and then you go back to it. Touche. <laughs> but I can press a button to reload my gun at least. Well, okay. So you got to push And there's a button. the animation for it. That extra button is what got you, wasn't it? And I'm in third person. Oh, button pressy time. I'm just saying. What? I You're mean, in third person. Yeah. Oh, at, well, until you hold LT. Right. Yeah. Well, and then it's, that. And, and so is that every time you shout, Wolfenstein mode! And away you go. I get well, and see, it wasn't until recently Borderlands. Mm-hmm. I blame Borderlands for really reintroducing me to the first-person shooter genre and making me put up with it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, characterization, um, animation, get, mm-hmm. just solid gameplay mechanics. Come on, I mean, it's it's every not every but most Nintendo games have solid gameplay mechanics and good stories. Mm-hmm. That's what makes them awesome. That's why you mm-hmm. can sit through a little sprite-driven story mm-hmm. of Zelda Link mm-hmm. for hours on end. Yeah, I'm glad they've expanded over the days. I mean, Mario wouldn't be able to just hold my attention for 25 years. Hmm. You know, like the you know the old NES games. Probably you mean just keep playing to... it till on your fourth like, playthrough. Like, everything's moving so fast, no chance. Yeah, no chance. <laughs> You're never going to get that one up on the top of the flagpole, buddy. Nope. Uh, nope. And by yeah. the time you get to World Eight, and you're dealing with uh, well, no, what was it? World One. You'd have the spikies running mm-hmm. by as you kept playing through that. I was pretty good with Super Mario. I could actually beat uh, a normal play through that game with my feet mm-hmm. I could play it with my feet in uh, what was it uh, under 20 minutes mm-hmm. I could beat it I mean we're talking warp tunnels and the like but still yeah. I would never touch the controller with my hands just my feet mm. my kids still can't do that so game yeah. master status is eluding them until they can do that don't talk mm-hmm. to me oh, <laughs> yeah scrubs <laughs> Well, However, my daughter's pretty kick-butt at uh, Mario yeah, there Kart. Was, there was a lot of nights where I would have friends over to stay the night, and we would play Rampage on the NES oh, until classic. 6 in the morning, and then we'd lay down and go to sleep for three hours, wake up at 9 a.m., go eat a bowl of cereal, come back downstairs, and continue <laughs> on with Rampage. Because you, you better you not turn that off. You yeah, you it? pause it, but you couldn't turn it off. You no, know, kids today, true. man, kids that's today, true. there's no saving back then, so mm-hmm. you just had to hit pause to turn the TV off and get up the next day. 
and sweat yeah. whether or not your console was going to have the blue purple screen or the whatever. Joys of cartridges. Oh my gosh! Yes, I played a game. Not cartridges, it's just shoddy hardware. Joys of shoddy hardware. Whoa. That's how it was back then. I, I played a game called Faxanadu. Mm-hmm. Some people might have to look this one up, but there was no real way to save in that game. You had to mm-hmm. leave the gaming console on. Yeah. And there were no oh, guidebooks back games. then. There was there was no Nintendo Powers or mm-hmm. uh, whatever the yeah. the game guides were called. Vintage I forget. Yeah, I mean... Thank God for modern gaming. Dude. Oh, man, vintage gaming's cool. There was no internet to go and say, okay, what do I do next? I mean, mm-hmm. if, if the game's design flaw was that it didn't give you a clear picture of what mm-hmm. your quest was, you were screwed. Literally. Well, you know, Nintendo's come out and they've publicly acknowledged the fact that the vast majority of their old NES games are practically so impossibly hard for the average user to beat mm-hmm. because they did not allow for outside quality testing. So literally the people who play tested the games or the people who built the games and they, they would spend all they day building yeah. the game and mm-hmm. then would play it for dozens of hours and be like, now, this is way too easy and so they would make it harder and then they would play through it and be like, this is still too easy and they'd make it harder. Oh, good heavens. And then whenever they would unleash these games on the public, people would be screaming at their TVs and throwing controllers and junk. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't intentional. It was simply that Nintendo did not allow for outside quality testing and made their engineers play test the games. Oh, man. Okay. So, so that's what you get. Yeah, and see a little video gaming history about me. First console, well, I should say, was a Tandy computer. Mm-hmm. So I used to play the, the textually based games. Um, mm-hmm. Zork, uh, The Hobbit. It took me forever to figure out Open Green Door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then ColecoVision, yeah. Atari, Burger Time wasn't a it combat was an Atari twenty six hundred combat. Yeah, I know my favorite game of all time, and I still have this game, Berserk. I could play that game forever. Mm-hmm. Knew all mm-hmm. the tricks. Loved it. Yeah, pro wrestling on the NES. Mm-hmm. It's one dude that looked like the Swamp Creature, and his special move was bite your face. Yep. And Mike Tyson's punch out. Mike Tyson's punch before out. Before he bit anybody's ear off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every yeah, every character I didn't know every character you played at in the game had both ears. Yes. All the way through ears. Yep. That was a given. Um, However, I can never figure out why did little Mac wear a pink hoodie when he was training? What was that? I don't know. It probably had to do with the color palette they had available in the uh-huh. game. Uh-huh, you can uh-huh, only get uh-huh, so many uh-huh. colors on eight bits. I, I can see that eight yeah. bit cartridge. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got yeah, movies, it was, it was games, TV shows, um, comic books. We'll talk about. We can talk to music, uh, not to the like degree, a little bit. And, yeah, I was gonna say not to the de- degree or level that my wife can. She has this amazing ability that would make us millionaires because if you put her on a game show that's like name that tune. Give her three notes. Mm-hmm. I swear. Late at night, laying in bed, you know, like people do pillow talk or something. Mm-hmm. I'll be on YouTube. Three notes. She can name the freaking song. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Amazing. I'm not too bad at picking up patterns and like repeated mm-hmm. tunes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I notice when other songs are sampled a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, 
there's, uh, I'm trying to think, there's somewhere, it's like, uh, like a Lady Gaga song or something had the same bass beat notes and sound as this old stereo MC song. Mm -hmm. And like I like I've played them. I can't think. It, I don't remember Slade Gaga. Not. I'm sure I could find it real easy because I've still got it on my phone. But I'm like, mm -hmm. if you listen to this song and you listen to stereo MCs, keep yourself it's got the connected. Same rhythm, huh? That bonk that's in the background is the exact same rhythm and noise. I was like, no, it is the same thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, you yeah. know, just ju just little stuff. So like yeah, music. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big music nerd, but my problem is is I hate the radio. Yeah. So I have to stream everything because I can't take radio DJs. Really? Yep. It's the DJs that kill it for me. It's not even the commercials. So you don't listen to like the morning shows or anything? Nope. Really? Not at all. I get in my car, and that's the thing. I'll get in my car, yeah. and I drive to work, and I play music off of my phone. Uh -huh. Even if it's like Google Play Music, I'll tune into radio stations yeah, yeah, you know, that yeah. other people curate. I'll listen to that stuff. On my drive to work, then when I get to work and I'm on lunch, I can listen to the radio because all the the DJ talk is over. Mm -hmm. And then on the drive home, I have to switch back to my streaming music because if I listen to the radio, there's too many DJs talking and I can't take it. Wow. Yeah, see, I... Um, but that's odd. I mean, we've been to the four corners of this great nation and you've never once found a DJ or have you just never given them the chance? No, like there there are times where I will, mm -hmm. and and it's not that uh, I haven't given them the chance. I do, I just don't like them. You don't have the because, patience. <laughs> yeah, I don't have the patience for it. Yeah. Um, there's uh, Dave Dave Cross had an old stand up where he pointed out, and I thought it was hilarious because I'd noticed it but never really been able to thought about it. You know, yeah. well, you know, like thought about it, like I've noticed it and. Uh, but it didn't occur to me in, in the humorous sense that he'd pointed it out. But, you know, he said, hey, you know, like I'm going on tour and I'm promoting my shows. And so I got to get on the radio. Mm -hmm. And, he, you know, he says every time I go somewhere, the local radio station, I've always got to go on and do an interview or a spot or something. And every morning I get on these radios at 8 a.m. And every station across America, there's that one guy that talks like this and the other guy that talks like this. <laughs> You know, and they've yeah. always got crazy names like I'm the Bandit and I'm the Gator. You know, that's and and so I was cracking. I was like, that's actually the truth. There's always that. There's like the gravelly voice yeah, guy who's, yeah. you know, the crazy guy, and he's always the crazy guy, the crazy guy. Hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's actually kind of true. But the banter that they usually have in the morning just doesn't. It just doesn't work for me. Hmm. The the most I ever got was ninety eight nine The Rock Johnny Dare. Oh yeah, I was able to. Roll with that for a while, and I get exposure to it, and that's why I know that I still can't do it because, out of respect for my coworkers, mm -hmm. when we have to drive in the morning, I don't want to inflict my music taste on them <laughs> because I'm not going to let them inflict their music taste on me. Mm -hmm. So, as a compromise, we'll listen to the radio, mm -hmm. and I spend most of my time just banging on the on the seat button mm -hmm, mm -hmm. early in the morning on drive to work because, you know, that there's that hey everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, today we're going to be talking about, yeah. you know, crazy things that happened on Friday at the bar while we were all sitting around drinking at work. Ugh. You're like, oh, no. Yeah, my my radio station's been locked onto a rock station, and I can't tell you who the morning show is. Um, when I lived in Colorado... Long time, long time listener, 
Yeah. Never pay attention or Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So what? When I when I lived in Colorado, you could replace your favorite radio station with an air conditioner. Just <laughs> you could. the The one show that I I truly did enjoy, like every morning, was called Lewis and Floor Wax. Mm-hmm. But they were Floor Wax is the name of the other DJ. Yeah, Floor Wax. You talk like this. No, no, <laughs> they both sounded like normal guys. Oh, okay. Um, but they were both. Comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, I still remember to this day. I mean, they used to put together some of the best little soundbite type things. Mm-hmm. Um, they did. They did one where um, I think it was f- when Episode Two of Star Wars came out. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Okay, here's Star Wars in ninety seconds." Mm-hmm. Freaking awesome! If I can find it online, I will play it for the masses at some point. And then they had another one where it was um, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal shows up at, um, oh, what's his name? Going off the rails on a crazy train. What? Bites the heads off of bats is what everybody says. Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne. Shaquille O'Neal and Ozzy Osbourne? (laughs) Shows up to, to... Ozzy Osbourne's house, looking for Kobe Bryant, or was trying to explain to him who he was type of thing. It is the most hilarious back and forth you've ever heard. And so they do this kind of stuff. And and one of their greatest things that they ever did, they faked that they were the assistant to... The manager. Who was, who, who's the gal that used to co-anchor the Today Show? What? Back during 9 Co-anchor the Today Show. Yeah. I have no idea. You had Matt Lauer and... Mm. Katie? Katie Kirk. Thank you. They, they... Oh, no, that's what it was. They were talking to her aide, and one of them did a really good Tom Brokaw impersonation. (laughs) And so... Tom Brokaw, like, is that Dana Carvey style? Like, is that dude Dana Carvey used to do? Uh... He had that amazing skit. Was it it Tom Brokaw where he... No, he he used to do George Bush. No, no, I'm pretty sure it was Tom Brown. Gerald Ford dead today. Oh, did he, did he do that? Beaten by wolves. So <laughs> Maybe. Why is the, Why am I saying that? They're like, you're the one that wanted to go on vacation. Read the lines. Yeah. No, it was, uh, yeah, it was really good. So they had Katie Kirk's aide on there. And uh, they were talking about, like, well, we just wanted to, you know, the wife wanted to, to figure out what time she would be by for dinner when she's back in town. And... They're like literally passing through LAX or something like that. Or maybe it was, you know, one of the ones on the East Coast or something. I forget. But uh, they got Katie Couric on the phone mm-hmm. through the aid. And they were like, oh, man, we apologize. This is not Tom Brokenjaw. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is uh, this is Lewis and Florwax out of Denver. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you guys. And they were like, please, please, please. Don't be upset with your aide because he he does a really good impersonation. So don't hold it against her. And she's like, "Oh no no no, that's fine. You guys are hilarious." I mean, she was just she was very genuine and cool about it all. Mm-hmm. But oh my gosh, dude, I was like, I was either late for class <laughs> when I was going to college, or uh, along with everybody else. Yeah, I mean, 
late for work or I was just late for wherever I was going because I was sitting in my car and continued to listen. And I mean, I could only hope that right now somebody is sitting in their car or waiting in the gym before they go change their clothes because they are so engrossed in this awe-inspiring message that we're sharing with them. Yeah. About... No. This is practically Seinfeld. We talk about nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's everything to them. Yeah. I don't know how long that's been going. Uh, who knows? You know, maybe I'll just, in hindsight, you know, like, working backwards, so I'll just uh, just randomly edit, like, just start cutting right in the middle of sentences. Ah, oh, it's got to go for time. <laughs> We'll give it all. I'll uh, here, here's here, here's what we'll do. I'll uh, oh, I'll edit the heck out of this podcast, and then we'll uh, release it as uh, the B side. The, the no, no, it'll be the oh. two guys, two lazy guys intro, Batman versus Superman edition, <laughs> and then later on we'll release the, the ultimate edition cut. with all the <laughs> with all the ship back in, so that it, it all makes sense. Yeah, it just keeps yeah. So eventually, one day the intro will completely make sense. And someday, one day, we'll we'll get no. the intro right. Nope. You know what we'll do? Hmm. We'll take we'll take. Uh, maybe we'll get around. I don't know. Uh, maybe record a proper intro, and uh, and then we'll cut it up into like five or six bits, right? Hmm. And then we'll put them at the end of podcasts, like they used to do with figures back in the day. And then you have to assemble all of the pieces oh, of the geez. podcast. Like the Marvel Legends, one. yeah, like the Marvel Legends, like that <laughs> character. You get you get a build, build it yourself. We're all about giving you guys homework. We're terrible. <laughs> we thrive off of the suffering of others. Your sweet tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so you know, let's. I mean, you can expect movies. Yep. Music, TV. Well, like a little bit of music. I listen to some obscure stuff. Mm-hmm. TV shows, Doctor Demento, not like in a pretentious in way, but just as a result of Time. not because like I'm pretentious. Like I, yeah, right. I have to listen to the music. You've never heard of the band that I listen to. Oh. It's 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 more because like I can't stand DJs. So I, just, mm-hmm. I don't listen to mainstream mm-hmm. music, so it's not that I have pretentious music taste. It's that I'm intolerant. Well, and I think perhaps that's why our personalities mesh so well. We are both very eclectic in our tastes on everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean games. You know what you should play? I don't... Do you PC game? Yep. Yeah. Have you played Dr. Langeskov? The I Tiger? I saw, I saw that you the cursed threw that out to somebody and I'm like... you got to play that because it's free. Mm-hmm. You get it on Steam, it's free. And the entire premise of the game, like Steam plug, a Steam plug, you uh, you you can play the game, mm. and and it's like what happens is you're in a game that breaks. <clears throat> you're oh, you're yeah. in a game that breaks, and you get shunted behind the scenes. You were explaining that, and so yeah. you're helping the director mm-hmm. behind the scene, like you're behind the walls pulling the levers and letting jump go for another player who's already in the game. So like you hit. The game breaks, so there's a player going through the game, mm-hmm. and the director is telling you what to do. Okay, it's time. Pull this lever. And so, you know, you, you pull the lever, whatever, and you can go through the whole game and, like, you know, mm-hmm. all the, just get it, you know, flawless victory or whatever. Mm-hmm. But on my playthrough, I did nothing but grief the director. 
You know, he's like, okay, when the light comes on, push this button. You know, like, okay, and the light comes on. And I just stand there and he's like, push the button. Push the button. Why are you pushing the button? Oh my God, you're ruining this. You know, and so he begins to get angrier at you as you go through this. And I spent the entire game just griefing the director. I wouldn't pull buttons. Or he'd be like, okay, whenever this light... There's one point where you're supposed to, like, release the tiger Mm -hmm. in the game. And he's like, okay, whenever the player comes in, they reach a certain point. You hear a buzzer go off. You release the tiger. Mm -hmm. And so, like... Like, I, I was standing there, I just immediately went, ka-chunk, tiger button. Or, or what, no, it was the, your, what it is, is you're supposed to release the tiger, and then you push the tiger recall team button afterwards. Oh, okay. So that they go out and catch the tiger and reset it mm-hmm. for the next player to come through. And I immediately jammed the tiger recall team button, <laughs> uh, you know, because it was like, I'll do these out of order. And you can hear in the back, like in the background, these dudes running around like, oh, I'm going to get the tiger. Oh, what? Oh. You push it too early. <laughs> all right, reset. You know, instead of the, then the Tiger Reef all team is, is angry that you push the button. You can hear him bitching through the walls. And the whole game is like that. But it only, That's pretty it's, good. it's like, it says it's a 15 minute game, but it took me like two hours to get through because oh, I just ran around doing everything wrong. Awesome. And so yeah, I highly recommend good. it because it's oh. a great griefing experience. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that does sound like a pretty good time. But, you know, we played Destiny. I played a lot of GTA V. Yes. Well, GTA V. Years geez. later. Talking about griefing and gaming. Jeez. I told you about my love-hate relationship with Rockstar on that. Right? I played that on PS3. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it very much. Five? They, yes. Oh, okay. They promised us online, like... Within the year that it was released. So we heard about it, heard about the design of it, how it was going to work, heists. Yeah. Because you get a taste of that in the end game of GTA V. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, so this is what it's going to be like. You know, because the end game, I mean, you played through the story and finished it, no? I played, yes, on all the GTA games. Yes. So five, the, the end heist... Mm-hmm. Multifaceted, just excellent. Yeah, and I'm like, it. wow! If this is what we get out of out of GTA, oh, uh-huh. awesome! We waited two years, mm-hmm. two years mm-hmm. before the game was patched with anything that resembled online. See, I was angry. Yeah, I practically, in my own stupid fashion, boycotted. Mm-hmm. Rock rock star because of that, and uh, I did not join the online thing for too bad a long time, long time. We'll see. That's my bonus is being a, a broke, lazy guy. <clears throat> is that you may recall it took me about two years to get around to buying it. Yes, because I waited. I was like, well, I got to wait till it goes on sale. I don't. I'm not going to spend sixty dollars on it. So I waited till I found it at uh, GameStop. Mm-hmm. Not even a GameStop. It's a used game store. Right. Local one. And they had it for $35, which at the time was like unheard of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, even now it still goes on sale. It just started going on sale for 50% off, which made it $30 right. in the last two months. Like as of the, as of the uh, 
like the winter sale, really, like mm-hmm. back in December. Mm-hmm. That's when it really hit the first time ever 50% off. Before that, it was only 40 True, true. And that's, how many years has this been out? Dude, um, in the age of microtransactions, yeah. Rockstar is milking this thing for all it's worth. Oh, Have yeah. we heard one it's single a word about GTA 6? <laughs> Nothing. They got like five guys working on it, I'm sure. You know, yeah. just and they're just well, drawing I'm sure, sketches on paper. I'm sure most of their studio's been plugging away on Red Dead Redemption too. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so, dang it. No. I, I don't me, know. I, I fear deeply cowboy goodness. I fear deeply for Red Dead too. Why? Because it's gonna be G they're gonna go it's gonna be GTA five online out of the gate. It's gonna be it's gonna be like to me, I'm afraid it's gonna be like Call of Duty Modern Warfare, not Call of Duty, like Modern Warfare, but yeah, like yeah. Battlefield 1, where you, you go, oh, cool, and the single player is going to be like a freaking tutorial, basically. Yeah, you don't think they're going to give any love to single player? I re- Not on the scale that they did for Red Dead, I don't think. They have to. No, they don't. They have to. They don't, though. If That's not what people buy. People are just buying... No, everybody bought that game oh, for the story. Yeah, no. They didn't buy it for the online aspect. You know, but what's I'll tell the you poster this. for Red Dead 2? What is the poster for Red Dead 2? The Lone Cowboy? John Marsden. What, what's on the poster for Red Dead 2? Oh, 2. Yeah. I don't know. The initial propaganda shows like 8 cowboys. All the propaganda before the game is even launched is multiplayer. revolves around multiplayer. <gasps> yeah, I'm telling you. That's why I'm worried about it. All the propaganda I've seen, at least, revolves around multiplayer. I want I want another story like John Marston. Yes, absolutely. That is like the best story ever for oh, me. And this might be a good time I was to like, take oh, the I'm opportunity. I'm getting all misty eyed at the end. He dies at the end. This is not a spoiler free show. <laughs> no. Yeah. You like how I did that? Yeah, he dies yeah. at the end. Not spoiler free. <laughs> no, there's no trigger warnings. No spoiler alerts. Probably. No, I really don't care. I mean, we're gonna assume. I mean, no, I'm not gonna put on the front of this every episode um, warning. This is a non-spoiler-free zone. No, you just put non-spoiler-free zone at the like in the description for the entire show. Yeah, you can and take the time to read it. I'm too lazy to say it. Yeah, I'll probably get around to typing it up one day. Because oh, yeah. if 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 whatever the title is or the subject matter is for the episode. You can assume we're going to talk about it. That's right. <laughs> like, you've been exposed to it completely. See, and that's why we can talk a little bit more about the name of the show. Two Lazy Guys obviously refers to Dave. Yeah, I'm both. I'm so lazy. I'm lazy enough for the both of us. And myself. But. Workaholic. We put colon. Which is hilarious that we finally realized. Because we kept saying semicolon. I'm no. I'm not sure why. No. I did. Maybe that I was kept you. saying that. Yeah, it's, not, I'm a it's, moron. Full, it's full colon. All right. I was born and raised in California. Not very good at speaking the English. Mm. I'll be upfront about that. It was taught. I went to ESL classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, most Californians realize and know ESL stands for English Second Language. Oh. Because everybody okay. I went to school with either spoke Spanish, uh-huh. Hmong, Cambodian, Laotian, Every other language under the sun, Armenian, mm-hmm. they didn't speak English. When they went home, their parents were speaking their native tongue, so they came to school and they were learning ESL. When I went to classes, 
since I already spoke English, they'd sit me down in front of a cheap computer mm-hmm. and have me play um, Oregon Trail for like an hour every day. Oh, you just died of cholera all the time. Yeah, I did. Dysentery, cholera, all that fun stuff. <laughs> did I ever learn what a superlative or adjective or adverb was? Mm-hmm. I forgot. My entire education? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking elementary, middle, and high school? Uh, no. Uh-huh. I got to college. Mm-hmm. I'm taking an English 101 class or something like that, and... The professor is questioning me about, oh my gosh, questioning me about what a superlative is. And I'm like, what language are you speaking? Mm -hmm. I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, by this point, I had already, I had already been able to talk all these languages, Mm -hmm. all these other languages. Mm -hmm. Um, I replaced my Spanish with Portuguese. You talked them all. Conversationally, yes. I did. (laughs) It was good. You had to because you'd go over to your friend's house to play or something, and that's all they were talking. So it's like if you wanted to go to the bathroom and your friend wasn't around and you wanted to ask Uncle Charlie or their mom or whoever's around, can I go to the bathroom, you'd have to say it in Cambodian, you'd have to say it in Hmong. I mean, it's just being around the culture that much. So you didn't just... Break it out and start peeing wherever, and then wait until they shoved you into the appropriate room. Like everybody else? No, yeah. I didn't. Oh, not here. Not here. <laughs> no? There's a specialized room just for this, you right, see. Right, right, yeah. Not on the Pandel. Move yeah. over to the next room. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. And and by that point, like I said, I replaced my Spanish with Portuguese, mm-hmm. because Portuguese is better. Great. We just mm-hmm. lost all our Spanish listeners. <laughs> <laughs> But you got the Portuguese. I got the Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> beleza. <laughs> um, <Huh>? oh. <laughs> if you want me to break into Portuguese anytime, I can flip it on on and off like a switch. But uh, yeah, no. So freaking, that was kind of the issue that I had. Is not so good at the English, and mm-hmm. and the punctuation will escape me. So if in the early days of this podcast I was saying semicolon, it's it's honestly because I am that ignorant. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's all right. We can work because I didn't ignorant. learn it. Yeah, you can work with ignorant. No, yeah, I didn't learn it. It's willful ignorance or stupidity is where we're going to start hitting. Uh, yeah, rough patches. Oh dear, I just refuse. Sheesh. So it could be it could be an interesting ride, I guess. Um. But yeah, so it's two lazy guys yeah, colon, so that we can discuss whatever yeah, topic whatever, whatever. floats through our brains. Yeah, it'll probably never be politics, though. I don't keep up uh, enough. I don't keep up enough. Unless we're talking about when Lex Luthor ran for president, I... Yeah. Nah. Oh, man, you mentioned Superman earlier going crazy, and it made me think of Irredeemable. Yeah, Irredeemable. Oh, yeah, that was an image one, right? Man, no. Was it a Dark Horse? No. What was that? I remember that comic. Boom. It's boom. boom. Oh, I'm pretty okay. sure it's Boom. 
Man, that was kind of short-lived. Is that still around? No, it was it was a really long series, like in terms of issues, right? For yeah, like yeah. a mini series, but, but it they was, were cranking them out like crazy. It wasn't an ongoing. It went mm. through like ten or eleven trades, I think, something like that. Hmm. But yeah, like the entire premise of that, which I would I would recommend uh, to any listeners over eighteen, because mm. um, yes. it is a dark comic book, but it is. Literally, mm-hmm. if Superman went batshit crazy, right. just yeah. crazy, and it's great because it's sort of like I don't. Do you remember it? I do. Where the jail? It's sort of like the JLA, but the JLA has to go into hiding, and the only place they can hide is like these pockets that are literally soundproofed because he can mm-hmm. hear their heartbeats. Like if they were to step outside these areas mm-hmm. without using some sort of teleportation then he would immediately find them and within a second be on them, like mm-hmm. trying to murder them. I was like, wow. this!" And it, it's 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 a really imaginative mm-hmm. uh, series, so I like that one. You yeah. know, all the old stuff. But. Yeah, and see, it's amazing how we can always come back to a topic because, again, you take all those abilities and powers and reimagine them, and you got something that feels original, but honestly, it's just telling the story of what would happen if this guy were bad. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, DC's done that. Well, the best, the best Superman, not even Superman story. There, there's a comp, the uh, my favorite Superman story mm-hmm. ever, and it's there may be other ones like it, but this one is mine. Um, that uh, is uh, All Star Superman. Mm-hmm. By Grant Morrison, yeah, Grant Morrison and that was Frank the story that revolved around him having cancer, more or less. He got he got like, over he got radiated he got by the sun, super saturated by Lex Luthor tricked him up into going basically right up against the sun, mm-hmm. and uh, it caused him to get super saturated to the point where his cells were just slowly rupturing. Right, and so he was dying. And what I really liked. The most about it was it was almost a Lex Luthor story mm-hmm. because uh, the 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 it was finally all of the Superman comic books and stories I'd read over the decades were you know Lex Luthor you know like I'm gonna take over the world mm. ah, Superman mm-hmm. you know. Type, uh, you know, Hackman. maniacal, <laughs> yeah, like Gene Hackman, you know, Lex Luthor, and the Lex Luthor. Not saying that he's bad, but no, 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 no. Yeah, Gene Hackman's cool. Uh, he was in uh, The Quick and the Dead, and I really liked him in The Quick and the Dead. Booyah! Uh, but uh, the fact that Lex Luthor in that comic, whenever he got his chance to monologue, mm-hmm. wasn't like I want to take over Metropolis and Superman slow me down. It was. He was talking about him Superman's, as an alien. Yeah, know. Superman is holding back humanity. It's mm-hmm. not that he wanted... Lex Luthor wasn't trying to take over the world. He thought Superman was solving humanity's problem and keeping humanity from evolving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted him out of the way. And I was like, I can sort of respect that. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, can, I could agree mm-hmm. with that, though, yeah, you yeah. know. Because it wasn't some just... You know, psychopathic, megalom—you know, megalomaniacal right, right. reason to take yeah. over the planet or whatever. He even and the, and you know, and that goes 
into the you know the idea where regardless of what you know somebody's doing as crazy as it sounds in their mind it might be the right thing to do mm-hmm. you know what i mean the, you know just the way you know to go back to politics because we're not going to talk about it but you know when both sides disagree oh the pro-life is right or pro-choice is right or anything sure, else sure, yeah. to them neither one the side that is is championing those ideas to them it's the right thing to do the other yeah. side might completely disagree mm-hmm. but you have to at least acknowledge the fact that in their mind they believe they're doing the right thing right right yeah. and that's how that's a good luther, storytelling typically too yeah and that's how lex luther is yeah and that which is why mm-hmm. i like it so much is because well interesting thing about you can me. empathize with that even though I am a Superman fan, mm-hmm. um, that's when you're talking about like big heroes and stuff like that. But my all-time favorite, like, if you ask me, top five superpowers, what are you going to have? Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're talking like Silver Age Flash because uh, I'm a Barry Allen fan. Yes, Barry Allen. Wally West. I you have like the doughboy hat is the doughboy thing, isn't it? The little helmet he wears. No, well, no, that. No, 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 Barry, Barry. Oh no, Allen. I'm th- yeah, yeah. You're you're talking. I about, went too uh, far back. Yeah, he, he's not silver, is he? Am I getting my ages mixed up? I don't know. I thought I thought, I thought the silver age was the one with the metal doughboy looking think, hat. I don't think. The, I don't think Barry's considered gold. I'm not man. a big DC guy, so. Yeah. No, but anyways, regardless. Um, yeah, Barry Allen, because then you had Wally West, and I have issue number one hmm. of Flash, Wally West. I wish I had issue number one of Barry Allen, because that's, I'm a huge sell fan it. of him. Oh. Huge fan You're of him. You're going to sell it. Uh, maybe for my kid's school education, but no, I mean, love, love that. Um, but yeah, I mean... I'm always going to pick Superman over Batman. That's mm-hmm. that's the way it is. But if I had to go with that's because the he hero, has no third act, right? You just love the fact that he doesn't have a third act. Who? Oh, don't Superman. Hmm. When's his third act? When? I don't know. That's that's why I'm more of a Flash fan because he's he's a deeper <laughs> character. What's his third <laughs> act? <laughs> that's a good question. Don't worry about it. Anyway, it's a kind They've of book, done it. So drive on. What? When? They've done it. Well, that's the problem, though. Uh, it's Kingdom been in Come? the stories like... Kingdom yeah. Come, maybe? Might be the closest? It's, it's been in those stories like, yeah, like those. Um, yeah, that might be the closest I mean, we've got. That you were just talking about with Grant Morrison. See, Grant Morrison's done a lot of good work. Yeah, maybe. X-Men and the like. Well, but Grant Morrison is... He's polarizing... And his work, even, like, for me, I, I like Grant Morrison's work a lot. Like, I love The Invisibles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but then there's stuff like The Seven Soldiers where I was like, yeah. My son started reading because of his work with um, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it called when he did Spider-Man? Shoot. <laughs> I can't, no. I, I know, I know the, I know the arc you're talking about. Was it about. Ultimate? It was Ultimate no, Spider-Man, wasn't no, it? No, no. Was it? No. I think it was. Whenever they did the Ultimate series? Because Mark Miller did the X-Men. Grant Morrison, I believe, did Ultimate Spider-Man. Okay. 
We should really have a computer open and fact checking. Mm-hmm. We got to learn uh, how to do that. Figure out shit I, for me. I have like two or three of those at home. Yeah, well, you can just. I, I should travel with a small one. Have you seen that? Uh, that uh, the commercial with Jeff Bridges, I think it is. He's like in drones. Jeff Bridges is like sitting in his house. Yeah. And the drone flies up with a drink for him. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he takes a drink. And then another drone flies up because he's reading the newspaper. And a drone flies over and turns the page on the newspaper. It's like him doing jack squat. <laughs> like, that'd be me if I could. It sounds like you if you got Alexa's in every room. You're like, oh, Alexa. No, that is because my Help wife. Me. My wife has been an Amazon Prime member for the past 70 years. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so, too. I mean, she, uh, she, was, she jumped on the Alexa bandwagon Damn. when it was uh, what do you call it when it was uh, in the beta or whatever what's wrong oh. what happened nothing I was, it occurred to me I was like I don't know how long this intro is right now like an hour and a half I don't, I don't know <laughs> damn it we're gonna have to cut, we, cut something out we and, if, and if I'll edit this minutes? one I'll edit this one but I'm gonna cut 15 minutes out it's just gonna be f- gone. You know like, where it's I'll, gonna I'll be. Pick. It's it's gonna be like the fifteen minutes right in the middle when we actually talk about and two lazy guys, Dave and Jerry. Yeah, yeah. See if you can find the fifteen minutes <laughs> I cut out. The fifteen minutes that was the most critical. What was I just looking up? Uh, what Alexa's beta name was called? No, no, no. Or Amazon's beta name was no, called? Spider Man, Grant Morrison, Beta Ray Bill. Uh, Spider-Man. And I'm just going to um, do a plus. Yeah, we got to cover some movies, because there's a couple of movies you haven't seen. I'll get them. really just make me not want to... Fuck. I just don't want to look you in the I'll eye. get to them. Again, I, it was probably the two years. I'm going to avert my gaze. Anything. I'm just going to... The best you'll get is I'll look, I'll look at your beard. Well, you need to but give... I won't look any higher You need than to that. give me these things. All right, man. I'll get you the disc when we get back home, because I have all those on disc. I mean, you know, I bought the DVDs back in the day. I wore out my VHS tapes. Wait a minute, dude. I don't want to... I want to go to bed. I'm getting there, too. Wait, was it not Grant Morrison? I don't think so. Grant Morrison did the new X-Men... Yeah, I remember that. He did, uh... He did, uh... Xavier's sister and all that stuff. Alright, whatever. And all the... <laughs> he did the twin girls and... Alright, whatever. Oh, crap! We were just... Was it Ultimate? No, I don't know. Alright, I gotta look it up now. Ultimate Spider-Man. Well, you know, I mean, regardless... Well, and I and I plan on doing some stuff at cons, comic cons, because I go to those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like to go to a bunch if I can every year. But fortunately, the Kansas City area is fairly convenient, mm-hmm. based out of the Kansas City location there. So, I got Planet Comic Con, Kansas City Comic Con. Oh my gosh, Brian, State Comic Con, Brian Michael Bendis. Oh, Brian Michael Bendis. My bad. Eh, it doesn't matter. I mean, Brian Michael Bendis writes everything. Yeah, but. I think he yeah. writes like I think I thought at one point it was ludicrous, like he was writing seventeen Marvel titles. Good gosh! Like at the same time, like all like, the Ultimate books. Oh no, he writes all sorts of crap. He writes Spider Man and uh, like the Avengers 
He was writing mm. uh, the X-Men. He was, I mean, the dude's writing practically mm. everything that Marvel is publishing okay. for a while. So, Especially after that big Avengers disassemble. Like after yeah, that, yeah, yeah. then yeah. it was just it was just BMB all well, over the place. Here's, here's a good question for you then. Favorite mainstream writer mm-hmm. and then favorite comic book writer. Because for me, mainstream, mm-hmm. Chris Claremont, hands down. Uncanny X-Men. Mainstream writer, like comic writer? X-Men, yes. Like favorite mainstream comic writer. See, I have to say mainstream because we uh, all have a favorite dark horse writer, if you will. Oh, um, okay. I got you. Not referring to the dark horse publisher, but... I don't know. Mainstream, it'd probably be... I don't know. That's not really fair. I mean, there's like... Like you my brain pick. would begin to melt. Yeah, I mean, because there's I a, there's like... There's a bunch of them, but me, hands down, Chris Claremont. And I have one of his yeah, Extreme X-Men that. books mm-hmm. signed by him. And he was a huge, or still is, he is a huge yeah. Storm Aurora He came to Monroe Planet Comic Con. Did he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was at Planet Comic Con not too long ago. I two or three years ago. Yeah, I was probably traveling. Um, Stupid job. Yeah, I mean, there's no way. There's like no way I could... There's no way. Then we might have to do an entire show. I mean, there's no Dave way. Picks his favorite writer. Yeah, it's it's just a, like an hour just, long episode. Of, you'll make no, a list. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, no. but then uh, you know, I mean, there's no way it would just be an hour of me like. Yeah, because I mean, riding the fence. You'd have to put a saddle on that fence. I yeah, would just I ride Jeff it. Loeb. I I love his. Pretty much, he did so much good work. He did uh, Grey Hulk, but see, to blew it out of the water. I don't so think good. of guys like mainstream and comic writers. No, why is that? Uh, because half of them have like creator own crap they do on the side. So even though they're like, I'm a mainstream writer and like they write Marvel, they also have shit that they publish okay. at Boom or Valiant or so IDW or. We have a show. <laughs> You gonna write that one down? That you better hang on to that. Around. You're gonna use uh, you're gonna use up a whole sheet of your your hotel room notepad. You only get like two pieces of paper with those, right? Seven. I counted. Did you? Okay. Well, I went down and and we thought I was gonna get the mystical like the one that they pulled all of them off of. No, mm-hmm. yeah, she the handed me this thing and it's seven sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, Somebody else told me that they get that they've been in hotel rooms where they get no cardboard. So that means to me, they do in they fact order like a hundred pad. They yeah. order a hundred pages and then they tear off five to seven at a time. To. See, and again, we could do an entire show just around hotels. <laughs> well, I'm sure. Because how many have we stayed in? Well, they, most Hundreds. of them would be Marriott properties, Hundreds. but still. Yeah. I, did I ever show you my card collection? About yeah, I've thick. got. Yeah, like, I've got one that's IHG and. Yep. Yeah, my I mean, every freaking uh, Lord, oh, there's like clarion. essentially like my hotel slash car rental slash airline accidentally reward reward card stack yeah. is like oh geez three four inches tall. My goodness, yeah. My Avis and National mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. There's no way. Yeah, there's no way I could be like oh this one. Really? I mean, no. Well, yeah, see, that sounds like a challenge. Cause, so. Yeah, because Grant Morrison? Okay, sure. Mark Miller? Yeah, okay. Oh, dear. I mean, you know, it's like I could just go down the Garth Ennis? 
Yeah. How about mm-hmm. me? One? No. I love them all. They're like my children. I love them all the same. <laughs> While secretly, this one's my favorite. I was going to say, that's what we're going to have to name that show. Two Lazy Guys. Secretly, this colon. one's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Secretly, I love this one more than the others. <laughs> yeah, don't don't tell your don't tell your siblings, but I love you more. <laughs> or the most. Wait, how is this? A, oh, this is your pen. Like, yeah, how did this residence in pen get in a town place? <laughs> you know, cross pollination. Probably the same owner. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I can talk about the writers and the artists all day long. All oh, the artists don't get me started. So. I mean, as an artist, I can't, I can't pick no particular style over the other because I mean, geez, there's so many different styles that I can appreciate. Yeah, well, but it's got to fit. And the it's title. the same for writers. It's got to fit honestly. the title, and it's got to fit. Now, there's some oh, styles I don't like. There's it some does. styles. No, no I'm right there with you, McGinnis. Okay, you had some really good stories on the Superman Batman run. I could not get behind McGinnis's uh, rounder, stockier mm-hmm. artwork. I know who you're talking about. I didn't. Not, I wasn't sure the no. name, but you were like Batman versus Superman, and then you said rounder. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I know who exactly you're talking about now. Well, yeah, it was the Superman Batman series. It almost felt a like a soft, like a soft manga version of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Chibi, almost. Yeah, yeah. Like, I oh, mean, no. I, I I respect you for having your own style, but. For the story that was being told, I, yeah, I don't think but that goes you, into the realm where I'm like, mm, I'm just, I, I don't just think not you married. About it. Yeah, I don't think you married the. They're like I didn't, the it didn't work for me. But that's my opinion. The end. Yeah, that's my opinion. You may love it. Everybody else in the world. Can and I've, love I've, it. I've, I've written some some reviews on some comic books and stuff that I've, I've published online, and mm-hmm. and even whenever I was like. I didn't really dig this title, mm-hmm. but if you're a fan of this, this, and this, then you should check it out because you might like it. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, no, this is terrible and everyone should avoid it. And what was it? Because um, who am I to say? When Marvel did a run of titles and they decided to make them more... When Marvel did a run of titles? Yeah. Like, ever, I mean, that's... They, no, they, they decided to make them more true to real life type of thing. <laughs> like Fantastic Four, <laughs> Superman made it one issue before everybody's like Clark no, 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 and Superman. Marvel. This is Marvel. and then everything exploded. Yeah, um, the Fantastic Four title was simply called Four, mm-hmm. and like in the first issue, everything is around them struggling like to keep farm. the Baxter Building running. Yeah, and they're like in the red, getting ready to go bankrupt. Like mm-hmm. just real world problems mm-hmm. all across the board. I remember reading the Spider-Man book, and it was like after he'd have a battle with somebody, he's like shattered collarbone and like all kinds of issues. He wasn't better in the next one. He was seriously beat to crap. And I just remember the artist being perfect for that because it was Terry Dobson and Man, just anatomy. Terry Dobson, Terry, and anatomy was phenomenal in that book. Was his wife Rachel? Rachel, Terry, and Rachel Dodson. You know, they were at San Diego Comic Con in 2012, and I bought a poster from them that was Harley Quinn, and she was done up in uh, Nolan style. When can I see it? Uh, it's hanging in my game room. You can see, I'll send you a picture of it. Yeah, I got to see that. Yeah, no, they, 
Um, I was like, I gotta have it. I said, and what was funny is, I was like, you got number one? Because they had a big stack. They said, we only did a limited run of 100. And I said, you got number one? They said, no, somebody bought that. And I said, well, then give me the one off the bottom 100. And they were like, why? I said, because if I can't have the first one, I want the last one. (laughs) And they were like, oh, that's pretty cool. Okay. So they rummaged it out for me. That's cool. Yeah, that's neat. No, I mean, I, yeah. I really enjoyed, I enjoyed those books. I, I'm pretty sure they ended all that because it almost existed in its own universe. You know, Terry Dodson's still uh, publishing comics. Uh, Rachel's probably working on with him. They got one through Image called Red One. Mm-hmm. Well, I know they did work on uh, Wonder Woman for a while. That looked mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I mean, Diana hadn't looked that good They in got years. something else coming out, too, that they're doing. Probably. It it's not out yet. Yeah. I saw it on the Image. Hmm. Uh not previews, but like the previews. Like, but it's months out, like April or May or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, God, like Jonathan Hickman. Jonathan Hickman's a great writer. Mm-hmm. So, as anyway. a capper to this, do you want to anyway. try to do the summation? Just shut up. 